listeners, if any of you have, if any of you live in a small town, really small town that has like a newspaper like this, and if you really, really can't stand your job and you don't care if you burn a bridge leaving, could you do me a favor? Have your two-week notice be a news story in the local paper rather than <laughs> handing it to your boss. It's interesting you're saying that because it's time for story number two. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Welcome to Episode 326. It's a podcast with a guy and a guy and a guy all hanging out in different ways. Oh, that sounds bad. That's dirty. Start over. <laughs> I'm hanging out live. I feel a little uncomfortable now. We're going to have to have a talk with HR here at Nerdburgers <laughs> Enterprises. Okay. Can we get the HR guy in here? Thank God we don't have HR. No kidding. We really don't. I'm Mike. I'm Craig. And here and there we are. Yes, we are in our respective here's. How you doing, Mike? Fine, how are you? I released a book. Another one? I sent Capers Noir out and I got my physical copy. People are getting their copies and I got like 20 copies that are sitting here in a box. I could go swimming in books if I wanted to. <laughs> one of these one of these weekends I'm going to go to a convention and have a have a table where I can actually sell them. I haven't done that for a while. What convention is that? Um, geez, what's the hold on? <laughs> well, I got, I'm going to Gen Con and I'm going to have books there, but I'm not I don't have my own booth or table, you know. I I've, I've got stuff in the IGDN booth and I won't be manning the booth any of the time there. I'm just going to let the other people sell my crap for me. I think the next one is technically there's a thing called Cleveland Geekster. That's a one day thing in it's not in Cleveland, Ohio. It's in Cleveland, Tennessee. <laughs> Tennessee. <laughs> um, but it's like a one day thing. I can drive to it and sure. spend the day there and then drive back. And so it, like it cost me nothing. And the you know the table cost me like fifty bucks or something like that. And I know some people from the area, so we're gonna hang around for dinner. And I I know a guy up there who uh, he and his wife. I've been on their podcast. Um, and he's designing a game too called Gun Belt. Um, that's an RPG that uh, I, I want to play sometime. It's um, like Cowboys in Space, like the the Gun Belt. You know, it's like it's referring to like an asteroid belt, but also the Gun Belt of a oh of a uh, of a Western fighter type, you know, a cowboy type. So you can ride dinosaurs and have six shooters. Yeah, there you go. I just want to see a, like a wagon train of brontosauri or whatever the brontosaurus <laughs> is called now. Wait, I <clears> thought the, the wagon, where the, the, the Conestoga wagon, you know, the, you know, the, the, the fabric thing, you know, the, like the half cylinder is on the back of the bronto or the whatever, the, the giant herbivore. Didn't, um, didn't the brontosaurus get yeah. undinosaured and then it got, it got brought back again? Like, oh, wait, we were wrong. It really did exist. I don't even know what the what the deal is with the brontosaurus anymore. Let's talk to our guest. Maybe he knows. Maybe he can shed some light on these things.
Welcome back, Craig. Kurt. I was trying not to call you Dr. Worm, and I called you Craig. <laughs> nice job, Mom. It's a common mistake. <laughs> Welcome, Dr. Worm. So, brontosauruses aren't a thing. They really aren't. No, they're not a thing. Okay. <laughs> so, there's your answer. So, Next let's say they're riding brachiosauruses. Those are a thing. <laughs> yes. And all the cowboys are following along on like their allosauruses. Because they can't be riding on velociraptors. Because if they, if if he keeps it realistic, the velociraptors are the size of a chicken. Yep. Um, if they want to ride the thing that is the size of the velociraptor in the Jurassic Park movies, they need to ride on a Deinonychus, I believe. That sounds that's, about right. That's the thing that is about that size. The carnivore that is that size. Um, or they can all just ride around on the things that have the little frilly things that spits acid onto. Uh, Newman. Uh, Newman, Newman space. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be a pretty good like if you had like a horse sized one of those. That'd be a pretty formidable mount to ride into a space cowboy battle. Like, don't get up close in the front on on land on a planet. Well, yeah, like on an asteroid somewhere, or on yeah. a you know on Mars or whatever. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> that just sounded like noise. <laughs> I don't see uh I don't see Jurassic Park spitting on Newman. That's not an option. And that was uh back still in the era like what was Jurassic Park 96 or so? 90 Ooh, early, earlier 90, than that. Yeah. It was mid mid 90s ish, right? And I'm sure they probably made that sound out of like analog recordings all meshed over the top of each other rather than digitally creating it, which I'm sure is what they do for the Jura- the new Jurassic movies. Right. So it's probably like, you know, some beast roaring in some other animal mating call and like, you know, uh, slapping a pipe wrench onto a piece of corrugated metal siding, you know, and all just stacked on top of each other to make that noise. What? Does anybody have a soundboard? That was supposed to be a velociraptor okay anyway what's new kurt summer vacation Woo! Woo! <laughs> oh cool that means it's time for me to get in touch with uh uh with uh, uh occasional guest derek so that we can go do, do something now that he has like nothing to do except take care of his children where does he teach though is he in the south he's in the south so he might not be probably quite, he's probably um, actually been out for a while he might have yeah I, don't know. I have to take a look i have to give him a call they've they've been off since yeah since uh memorial day before or memorial maybe day. right after no maybe. before okay. well crap before, i've yeah. already killed like a sixth of the summer i should really get all <laughs> hey derek if you're listening to this give me a call <laughs> put all the onus on him <laughs> yeah that's lazy yeah come on derek let's do this Kurt, do you have anything interesting planned for, for the summer? Sometimes you take a little a little driving trip somewhere or anything. Uh, I'm going well, to... yeah, I'm going to be in Europe for about two and a half weeks. <laughs> Where are you going this time? Iceland? Uh, through Iceland on the way home. <laughs> no, um, I sing in a group, in a local group here. I've been singing for a few years. We're actually touring Spain. Spain? So, España. <laughs> wow. 
So I spent eight days there, but then, you know, flights cost the same no matter how long you spend there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So uh, I'm actually then headed north from there through up to the Faroe Islands because by that point, I'm going to want to hide from people. Yeah. And uh, spend four days there, and then I make my way home. I basically have like a day and a half in Reykjavik from flight to flight. I got talking to a coworker of mine about how you make these trips and you've been to Iceland a few times. And I was like, Hmm, Kurt, do you fly out of Minneapolis when you do this? Uh, I have, but I've also flown out of Chicago one time. Okay. Because I I noticed, I noticed, I was curious because I went looking for the flights and I noticed specifically that there are direct flights from Minneapolis to Reykjavik. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which I was like, Oh, so that's how, that's why, you know, Iceland is so popular because it's like, Everything else is a two-legged flight, and everything gets more expensive. Where if you can just go straight, you can make it uh, a little cheaper. Yeah, but Iceland Air flies to most of the major cities in the United States, and then like uh, the Minneapolis thing is nice because Delta also flies there direct. So then sure. there's also competition, so that helps with prices a little bit. There, there is something really nice about living in Atlanta if you're willing to, you know, if you're okay with Delta. Man, it flies damn near anywhere direct, you can get anywhere you want. Yep. It's a pretty, pretty nice little deal. I haven't spent any, I haven't spent significant money on a plane ticket for some time. Yeah. Minneapolis is really good that way too, because it used to be Northwest until Delta bought Northwest. So Minneapolis is basically like their secondary hub yeah. behind Atlanta. Yeah. Yep. That's um, Minneapolis is a, a good place to go. If you are into uh, mileage runs, that is in, in, intentionally routing your flight as many places as possible in order to oh. get more miles. So, so trading um, minutes off your life for miles. Correct. Okay. Well, you, you know, you make the judgment, you decide how many minutes are worth it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, how, how much of my life is worth this extra miles, which basically means money. You're, tra- you're translating minutes off your life for dollars. It's the, it's the only way you can get them. Be, and, they're the the whatever the MQMs or the, the the miles you have to get to qualify for your status level, whatever it is. If it's uh, yeah, oh yeah, platinum yeah, or diamond platinum or, bits or that or whatever it's called, right, right. So the only <laughs> way to get the miles is to actually fly the miles. Like there's a certain second, you know, a category of miles that is actual miles traveled, and you have to reach reach certain thresholds. I see. So people go on what they call mileage runs. So they'll go, <laughs> you know, I need to fly from Atlanta to Newark, and I'm going to go from Atlanta to San Francisco <laughs> to um, <laughs> Chicago to Minneapolis. Anchorage. Yeah. <laughs> to Newark. <laughs> And, you know, yeah, well, I've got to fly from Atlanta to Newark, which is an hour and a half flight, and I've got like a day and a half to kill. So, yeah. Yeah, there's there's a, there. I mean, I'm sure there are more than one website, but the one I hear about is called Flyer Talk, where pe- it's just a forum and people post all the, all the tricks. Like all the best routes to get extra miles. All the best routes and all the sales and all the, the loopholes, and um, Delta's constantly trying to close them, but... <laughs> <laughs> there's always something you know and uh and like i have a coworker who does this and uh he he f- travels to the uk frequently like once a month and he's got in this situation where <laughs> he has already purchased his return ticket 
and then whenever he goes, he buys... No, he's already purchased his ticket to go there. Like, he buys round-trip tickets, but they're as if he's coming from London and traveling to Atlanta. So when he flies from here to there, he's using the return ticket on his last round-trip ticket, and then he has to buy another round-trip ticket to then get the leg from London to here, and then saving the return leg for, you know. So he's got these round-trip round trips that last a month. Basically, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. But he uses up the end of one and the beginning of another in a weekend, and it's significantly cheaper to do it that way. I believe it. There's all kinds of tricks like that. Been doing it. Really? He's been doing it for years. Yeah. Like I suppose if you know what your schedule is going to be like, if you've got a little more regularity to it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's because in general, yeah, flights are going to be cheaper coming out of Europe than coming out of the U.S., especially internationally. Especially. It's weird that way. Sounds like cheating, but I applaud him <laughs> or, or her, or whatever. Yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure there's a bunch of people who've probably figured that out independently. Well, it's like it's like evolution happening the same way on different continents. He's also the the, the guy who is the extreme couponer. So sure, it's no, it's no surprise. <laughs> there's, there's there's plenty of those <laughs> everywhere as well. My refrigerator is full of uh of corn brand. That's Q U O R N uh, as. <laughs> As uh, um, uh, endorsed by regular guest Andy on the Nuremberger right. Show, corn uh, brand, um, they're meatless patties. They're not. They're they're supposed to be like chopped and formed chicken patties, breaded, you know, and you cook them in your oven or in the in the frying pan, and uh, but they're not meat. They're something that is resembles meat. <laughs> They are they're expensive too, and they're 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 pretty close to like cheap chopped and formed chicken sandwiches. Like fast food chicken sandwiches used to be before Chick Fil A came along and said, "Well, you could just have an entire actual chicken breast, and pe- people will like that better." And everybody was like, "Oh crap, we have to up our game." They're act they're not they're not bad, and my freezer's full of them now because they were free because they were a quote money maker. He had to quote unquote buy these things. Which, which is actually the um, the grocery store paid him to take them out of the store. <laughs> he made money off of them and then used that money to buy the things that he actually wanted. Jeez. And then he just dumped them in the freezer at work and was like, these are free, whoever wants them. And nobody else wanted them, so <laughs> I'll be eating that for the next two months. <laughs> and they're good. They have regular and spicy. <laughs> I have a uh, a sticker here that I found. You can get that is the cuts of corn because it's made from partly partially from corn. Yes, I don't know what it's made out of. Okay, well, it's there's a the, you know like you, you're typical you know the beef cuts of beef, so it's like the silhouette of the cow with the dashed lines on. Oh, it. okay, yeah, yeah. Well, this is like what it looks what looks to be like I don't know some sort of vegetable. It's hard to tell. It's mostly round that has all the cuts like this is where the the sirloin comes from this part of the vegetable (laughs) (laughs) is this something you just image searched i just i well i I did corn and then went to the groceries searching and it's a whole bunch of products and then there all of a sudden there's this sticker huh and then there's like a coffee mug and (laughs) because i have i have a a corn corn hub (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome 
and they have corn t-shirts that look like the the, the band corn font oh know, sure yeah with the backwards r <laughs> i'm buying you that for christmas <laughs> no um uh no andy recommended corn andy recommended it a while ago and i made um i have i have a meatball and sauce recipe craig craig you've had it i don't know if kurt has i don't think so family recipe and uh except allison you know doesn't eat uh the cow so or the pork so uh i tried the um they're like it's just like fake ground meat textured vegetable protein whatever it is um corn's version of it and made her meatballs and uh she said that she liked them but i tried one and i thought it tasted like mushrooms I don't know what was in it, but I didn't. I didn't like that. But these chicken uh, patties things are are pretty good. Well, now I'm kind of curious, but we'll see how how long I remember this discussion and whether I buy any. Well, yeah, but they're expensive though. You it's like five something for a box of four of them, and they're not huge. Sure. So, but the ones I have are free, <laughs> so I'm enjoying them. <laughs> All right. Shall we uh shall we come news? Shall we commence? What's news, Craig? Oh my god, my eyes won't stop watering. I don't know why. Are you allergies? <clears throat> I don't think so. You are you are... allergic to grasses? Grass pollen? Uh, I've had my issues in the past before, but it's actually moving to the South helped cure me of that. Cause I was you terrible have, with, with pollen allergies when I first moved here. I'm the opposite. And I didn't gotten, have any until I've I moved used here. To now I have. <laughs> but yeah, metabolisms change. Your body changes. Anyway, uh, news. Uh, Hey, did you hear about Quentin Tarantino doing star Trek? Maybe kinda. Yeah. I thought well, that was old news though. No, it's like, he's actually like, there's it, it's, it's not really news in that it's like it's not officially happening, but he has more to say about it. And he went and went on the record, even going so far as to say that, uh, you know, like there's something written. He's he's taken a stab at writing something for it. And and it, uh, yes, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Is, yes, it's everybody. It is R rated. And I'm like, oh, you had me, Quentin. I was like, you take Tarantino isms, you know, like, well. We'll have like nonlinear uh, storytelling and we'll have some crazy twists and we'll stunt cast some people in and all the things that Tarantino is known for. And I'm like, of all the things that Tarantino, all the Tarantino isms, the one thing that doesn't fit in Star Trek (laughs) is the one you're leading with. Maybe he'll make up new space swears. Drop, dropping F-bombs in there and having like like Battlestar Galactica gut gut, blood and guts death or something no no just stick with like the you know make it like feel like a star trek story and it should be you know i'd I'd like to think that star trek should kind of be accessible to everybody it should be something that kids can watch you know it's like it's it's part of the culture in such a way that it would be nice if everybody could see it hey how many how many bombs is he gonna drop I don't know. Hey, CBS All Access, did you hear that? Star Trek should be accessible to everybody. <laughs> well, it is available if you want to pay for it, but it's, <laughs> the problem is that it's like, oh, here's the R-rated. Well, now you can't, you know, well, you still have, you know, crappy parents that'll take kids to see it if it's filled with blood and guts and a bunch of F-bombs. and Or accidentally MRIs show it to them at home. Yeah. C- C-bombs or whatever else. Um, 
But I'm like, that's just the, that's like the one thing. Cause I think a Star Trek story, you know, if it's a Star Trek story and you do like all the other Tarantino things that he likes to do, like play with the, the, um, the pacing and play with the, you know, how the, how the, how the story's told and those, you know, really cool reveals that happen. And he has great, you know, he can write even without the swearing, he writes great dialogue. Like, you know, there's, there's characters that Tar- Tarantino characters don't sound like real world people because nobody speaks that eloquently. Except, you know, somebody who's had a chance to sit down and write the story out. Especially not multiple people with a back and forth. Yeah, like not everybody. You might have, like, if you get if you get 10 people together and something happens to those 10 people, maybe one, one of, of them, them sure. is a really good speaker. And the rest of them are like, well, I was at the place. <laughs> and then, um, like, you know. I picked um, up the doohickey and pushed the thing over. <laughs> yeah. And it just blew up. Like, uh, you know, it blew up like a. Uh, thing that blows up like a bomb <laughs> what's a simile what's a smiley that's a simile i don't know what that means that's, um i like so i like the, your suggestion that the, there's gonna be the c word in star trek ah oh, those tassians i hate those people they're just awful <laughs> yeah so we'll see what else is news Oh, a uh, correction from last week. Mm-hmm. Um, Kurt, I don't know if you listened to last week's episode. I did. Okay, so so you know that there's uh, this new super expensive Mac coming out. Yes. And I want one, even though I don't need it and can't yep. afford it. And um, I think I, I erroneously stated that the estimate for the maxed out version of this computer was, was going to be about $20,000. I had sent. I have since found um, more oh, information no. on that, <laughs> and twenty thousand dollars will cover the RAM, <laughs> uh, the upgrade uh, to one and a half terabytes of RAM. You're which... getting an actual RAM with that, right? Like the animal. <laughs> no, like a Dodge Ram. <laughs> I don't even think. Yeah, there you go. We were... Well, we talked about that. Is it also a car? Yeah. <laughs> it has wheels. Yeah. Somebody. Uh, somebody at the Verge went and. Uh, tried to price everything out. Um, <laughs> so the RAM, what was it? Uh, $17,867.88. <laughs> and that's before the Apple tax. So, um, yeah, no, this thing, they think it's going to cost anywhere from 35000 to sixty or more to max it out. For those people who actually go that far with it. Who try wow. to put everything in it that you possibly can. From the factory, yeah. All right, if that's the thing that makes your dick hard, go for it. Well, we talked about me doing a Patreon. Got the money? <laughs> so um, I was thinking I would do the Patreon and just and just promote it. Um, but now I'm thinking <laughs> I need to I need to up my own estimate for for my mid level machine, um, and I, I might actually have to provide some kind of rewards for my patrons. <laughs> That's so, usually best. So I I, uh, I spitballed some ideas here. I want to know what you guys think. Are these are these serious or are you having fun? These are uh, I, either or. Okay, okay. <laughs> that's that's even better because we don't necessarily know. <laughs> um, I could uh, I could edit and post uh, bonus episodes featuring just me. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> well, you do a few voices, so you could it could be like a multi thing. You could yeah, edit the, the voices together. You've done stuff like that, sure. Sure, sure, it's possible. Yeah, I could do um uh, bonus episodes 
featuring clips from the Nerd Burger show that you have heard before. <laughs> Here's the best of, you know, unlike, which we have never actually done. Unlike the clip shows we do, which are, are uh, all the extraneous unheard stuff material. Here. Yeah. Um, and, and I have a specific example of that. Uh, I thought maybe we could, I could do year by year because that would bring it to about like 45 minutes for each show, I'm guessing. Year by year. So like first year of Nurburger, second year of Nurburger. Right. Com- compilations of just the show cold opens. <laughs> so like but blah 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 talking blah 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 joke ha 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 boop. it'd and be then... like one of those david caruso uh video memes of, yeah. of uh, csi miami where but just, instead of the just him making the joke and then the <laughs> <laughs> yeah instead of uh instead of that yeah. i'd kind of like one of those anyway just like a 15 or 20 minute long one I kind of want that to happen. I think we need to do it no matter what, but yeah. Just for fun. Yeah. I had thought I had actually thought of that before before this. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know what that was. <laughs> yeah, I had thought about that as something that we could do just for yeah, for just, fun. Just, you know, for the show in general. Uh Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to I thought I had that. Okay, what else we got? No, that was that was it for my ideas so far. Oh, you got two ideas so far. Mm-hmm. All right, so what's what's the uh, what's the Patreon buy-in level? What's the two bucks? Two bucks a month? I don't know. What's uh? You, you can make it anything you want. One thousand dollars single donation. <laughs> well, I think last week I I I, I suggested two thousand dollar donation chunks. Yeah. Yeah. Then you'll need that, a handful. Is that too of, high? <laughs> that, that might be a little too high. A little bit too high. I'll um, tell you this much. If you put that Patreon up there, and let's say you put it up there for a thousand, thousand dollar, and and you get people signing up for it, and then the month flips over and you get the money, and then I'll give everybody a month to contest it. Like they were thought it was a joke. They just signed up for this thing and then they forgot and they let it go and they got $1,000 charged from their card. <laughs> and they contest it and they don't contest it or they contest it and you get to keep the money. Our friendship is over because you clearly don't need me anymore. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Have you considered just starting a GoFundMe for, for your computer instead? Yeah, just a straight up charity case. Yeah, make like a sad video with Sarah McLaughlin playing in the background and you trying to use a normal Mac. <laughs> the, the financial hardship of you using a Mac. Mac. Yeah. Well, you can we, you can record videos of you. It'll be like the uh, the infomercial videos that shows a per- person that doesn't know how to like take a a, a, a can of soda out of the, the plastic rings. Like there's got to be a better way, you know, one of those with you just really being bad at computers. Okay. And then, you know, like, you know, if I get this $25,000 Mac, it'll solve all my problems. Won't you help? Spend all your yep. Time. <laughs> Please. Help me to help you. But mostly to help me. But mostly to help me. It's mostly about me. If you were reasonably honest about it. Please just donate whatever you can. Everything. More than you can. Just empty your bank account. Go ahead, do it. You'll you'll feel so good about it. 
A double mortgage isn't that big of a deal. People get them all the time. And then I will get a really awesome computer and we won't have any technical difficulties ever again on the podcast. (laughs) Your kids should earn the money they use to go to college. Right. Anyway. (laughs) My promise to you. So that they learn the value of a hard day's work. That's good that I know the name of that song now. I could find it easy. (laughs) (laughs) Unlike that previous episode. (laughs) Hey, Siri. Oh, wait, no. (laughs) Hey, Siri. (laughs) I just watched an episode. I've been watching um, What We Do in the Shadows, the TV series that was based off of the movie. That's the FX, the FX show about the uh, vampires living in, on Staten Island. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there's an episode where somebody has to is badly hurt. And the, the lady vampire, uh, uh, Nadia, pulls out her phone. She's like, Siri, call 911. And Siri goes, I'm not sure I know what you mean. And she's like, Siri! <laughs> Siri. They threw a little <laughs> Siri joke in there as that was going on. Um, but if you aren't watching... What we do in the shadows, and if you know your way around vampire stuff, vampire movies and TV shows, that show is worth it for the Vampire Council episode, which is like roughly episode seven. There's 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 been a vampire murder, and um, so the 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 characters are being brought before the council to figure out who killed this really really old vampire, and the characters from the movie are on the council. And one of them, and like the one that's the narrator most of the time in the movie starts introducing all the other members of the council. And I'm watching this and there's all these, you know, it's, it's very, uh, it's like the kind of crap you see in twilight where it's all the, like all the vampires in robes and they have this like orchestrated dance thing that they do. And it's like, they like to make a big deal out of it whenever the council (laughs) meets. (laughs) And and they're, they're all in robes with their hoods up. And at one point there's a shot and this woman starts speaking. I'm like, is that That? Tilda Stinton? And the, 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 the guy from the movie is like, Yago, his name is. He goes, like, let, let introduce the members of the council. This is our leader, Tilda. We call her Tilda. It's like, <laughs> in, in fact, Tilda Swinton. And then, But they're using um, their real names. Yeah. And it gets better because then he's like, he's like and this is, um, uh, uh, who's the next one? Uh, this is Evan. Or he, he he introduces all his you know the movie people and then he's like and this is Evan, um and then Evan's got like this really long like title and it's Evan Rachel Wood who played the vampire queen on True Blood. Oh, <laughs> um and then and it's like and this is Danny and it's Danny Trejo who played a vampire in From Dusk Till Dawn. <laughs> wow. So they just went and found and then and then it keeps going. Oh, and I'm no. not gonna give any more away. Oh boy. It keeps going. Episode like, seven, huh? I, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was like and so I was like, well, wait a second. Is was Tilda Swinton a vampire in something that I didn't like, you know, she plays a lot of, you know, kind of out there roles. She likes to really change it up. She's pale. She could pull it off. Yeah, and I thought, well, at, at, right, because initially I thought it's well, it's just Tilda Swinton, you know, doing something fun and weird and she does that all the time but she was in like an indie vampire movie i don't have it in front of me from a few years ago so she has played a vampire but yeah (laughs) she's got vampire cred is kiefer here kiefer couldn't make it you know it's like that (laughs) just and there's more i'm not giving it all away there's more (laughs) 
Oh boy. Hey, uh so speaking of TV shows. Sure. If, since we're going off on this tangent. Yes. Screw um, the news. We'll I watched uh I watched it was uh, I think it hey it's season seven. You're you were saying episode seven of uh <laughs> of, of the vampire thing, but um so anyway, it was season seven of Curb Your Enthusiasm. So Alice <laughs> and I watched the whole thing, I think all ten episodes. And um it's actually from two thousand nine. I think I don't know where I heard that it was new. That this uh the the Seinfeld uh the redoing the Seinfeld finale. Um I think that was just a Bobism from Bob from Bob and yeah. Brian, who is usually wrong about things. Um so not only was it okay, so not only was it from ten years ago and not recent, it was <laughs> not a Seinfeld, it was not redoing the finale, it was the the whole premise of that season is they're doing a Seinfeld reunion show. It's just a single episode. Sure. But they keep talking about it. Um, about how, hey, this can really make up for the finale. And everybody <laughs> says that, and Larry is the only one who is offended by it. He's like, hey, there was, what was wrong with the finale? There was nothing wrong with it. And everybody's like, oh, come on, you know, it didn't end that. It wasn't that great. And it's all the other actors are saying, nah, the finale, eh. And he's like, what? There was nothing wrong with the finale? And uh, sure, it's, it's kind of a running Jerry, joke. Jerry, Jerry's like, but was it really? <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you've that seen kind it of look you know so you've seen it craig i've not seen it but that's oh. like I, I know i know it because i, cause I think about. that actually happens was it really <laughs> but was it really larry yeah <laughs> but anyway so um yeah i made it all the way through and uh there was only one episode that i felt a little uncomfortable during with the <laughs> cringiness and you know i i tried to watch the show when it originally started back in uh, the late 90s is that right whatever sure early yeah. 2000s late 90s and um i couldn't do it i made it through i might have made it through the first season or just part of the first season it was just way too uncomfortable i couldn't handle the cringe and i th- and i and and now it doesn't bother me and i'm trying to understand why that is and i think i figured it out i think that i was uncomfortable before because i wasn't comfortable with myself as a person <laughs> and that now that I am older and wiser I realize I think Larry David might actually be my spirit animal <laughs> the the character Larry David on the show I don't sure. know about the real Larry David who knows what he's he's really like if he's like that um, I I I have a feeling he is very much like Jerry Seinfeld in that what you see on the show is very much what you get in real life it's Jerry Seinfeld, the character on the show, is not really different from Jerry Seinfeld, the person. He just kind of overacts a little bit. Well, he's just not a good actor. Right. <laughs> he's not. He's a comedian. He's, he said it himself. He's like, I'm not an actor. I'm just up there doing my bit. Sure. I got, I got paid a whole bunch of money just to do my stand-up bit every week. But I really am thoroughly enjoying Curb Your Enthusiasm. And I think, uh, I think since I'm never going to get rid of HBO now... I. <laughs> We've already established that. I'm uh I'm gonna go back and start watching it over again from the beginning. Yeah, so you're all aboard for that. And that'll keep you going for a while, and then you'll get close to the end of this month and you'll be like, Well, I'm not quite finished with <laughs> your enthusiasm. So I'll let it roll another month. And then there'll be something else. But yeah. you'll just you'll be like, I, I wonder what else there is. I don't really know all of the HBO original series, and you'll start going through that ginormous list because there's been a lot. You know, when you think about where it started with 
with uh Larry, you know, the Larry Sanders show and and um Oz and stuff like all there was there's stuff before the Sopranos and then like since the Sopranos it's ridiculous like there, yeah. it takes forever to flip through all the the shows that are on there to find stuff. It's a big list. Yeah. But so, they uh they're mostly pretty solid, so yeah. Any but, more news? Or does Kurt want to sidetrack us onto a TV th- TV thing? A TV thing? TV show <laughs> no, I don't have a TV thing to sidetrack us. Um, I got some news for you because I know Mike is a dog owner and I'm a dog's owner and Craig has no love for any living being. <laughs> I acknowledge dogs exist. <laughs> he lets <laughs> their usefulness. He, he, he allows them to sniff his crotch. Why? Because yeah. that happens at your house? Yeah. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there was a study released that uh, the, your personal long-term stress can transfer to your dog. Oh, wonderful. So now I have something more to be stressed about. <laughs> 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 I'm stressed out that I'm stressing out my dogs. Oh, no, this sucks. Now, Swedish researchers focused on people, uh, a group of people who own border collies and sheepdogs. And they examined hair from the dog owners and the dogs looking for concentrations of cortisol. Uh-huh. Yeah. Stress. And they coincide with each other. Oh, Um, like growth rings. Like they could. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. So basically if your cortisol levels go up, then your dog's cortisol levels go up too. Now they point out that cortisol isn't necessarily always bad. It just means that your body's under some sort of stress that could include like, you know, hardcore physical exercise. But yeah, if you're living, if you're depressed or living very stressed life, you're giving that to your dogs too. Yeah, and here's the here's the real pardon the phrase killer. Um, stress leads can you know serious stress can lead to actual health problems, um, and can, can potentially contribute to you know earlier um, health you know serious health issues, and you know that of course can maybe mean death. So like you could have a bunch of bad things happen to you and start stressing about all those things and kill your dogs. And then you stress out about that even more. And it's like, that's just, oh, what's the point of having a pet? You're just going to kill each other. Or what <laughs> happens if, uh, if you, you stress yourself, so uh, stress yourself out so much, um, you, and you, you go through several pets and then you're, you're, you're at the end of your life and you've got a new pet who hasn't, hasn't had a chance to absorb so much of your stress yet or maybe it's die. in the middle of the of the lifespan and then you die and then that pet eats your eats your eyeballs in your face do they <laughs> do they get oh. like a hyper concentrate concentration of of the stress hormones no, i'd say then? they'd be just be nice and calm because they just had some really good fresh meat <laughs> <laughs> they are carnivores i mean <laughs> also also once you are dead and lifeless you are no longer stressed that's true, true. Your pet might be like the most mellow they've ever been the moment after you die. Oh, thank oh, God. Oh, he's finally thank not God freaking he's gone. out. He's finally not pacing nervously. And, and <laughs> Thank God he's finally sleeping. And... He's sleeping silently and motionlessly. He's not having bad dreams. Oh, not so kicking wonderful. me in the bed. Yeah. It's so nice here now. Who's going to fill my water bowl? I'm hungry. I have to go outside. I'm hungry. Just, Who's going to fill I'll my just, water bowl? I have to I'll go outside. Poop and pee all over the house, and I'm I'll hungry. get into the toilet. That covers yep. the, the, the waste removal and the water. So, hmm, food. Where's there some food? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Two owner's, cups a day. <laughs> owner's smelling kind of 
kind of interesting. How many Pro- cups do you figure he is? Pro <laughs> <laughs> from the see article. About, see about new- 50 cups. I can oh. get about 25 days out of that. <laughs> so my favorite quote from the article, new evidence is continually emerging, showing that people and their dogs have incredibly close bonds that resemble the ones that parents share with their children. So next time oh, you're wonderful. at work and someone starts talking about how they're, Kids are giving them problems. Be like, yeah, I know. I have a dog. And <laughs> this study says that there's no difference. <laughs> this study says there's no difference. So, like, my dog uh, didn't sleep quite as much yesterday. He only slept 15 hours instead of 16. So, I'm very concerned. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's the relationship between uh, the, the person and the cat on that level? Do they just, because cats are so mellow most of the time cats don't care (laughs) it's probably inverse it's probably happy that you're stressed out it's probably a good idea if you've got a dog to keep yourself from stressing and getting the dog stressed out you should also get a cat to help calm you and by extension calm your dog might be worth having both see i don't know if i would have a calm cat in my house because i have a greyhound and greyhounds traditionally go after cats like they're well for people who have normal dogs (laughs) okay (laughs) I don't know if that would for calm people who don't for people who have dogs that don't automatically want to eat the other pet. <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe like, it could it could work. Well, maybe yeah. cats are just dicks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any news, Mikey? Since we're doing the healthy thing, talking about health. Yes, talking scientists, about health being healthy. Scientists. Uh-oh. Have uh determined that Fast food is good for you. Unfortunately, no. (laughs) Still waiting for that study. (laughs) But for now, we'll have to just deal with fast food uh, can cause uh, early dementia and the damage is irreversible. In pets. In people. (laughs) Oh, in people. Yeah. Although there's a lot of stuff that can cause all sorts of things. This article is from one more thing to be worried about. One more thing to be afraid of everybody. Now my dog's even more stressed. (laughs) Oh no. And now so are you. And now so is your dog again. And then so are you. Uh, Now this article is from the sun and it's poorly written. So it's hard to tell if they're saying that uh, there is a direct link between fast food slash a poor diet and dementia, or it's just fast food and a poor diet makes you unhealthy and fat and gives you diabetes. And then that makes you have early onset dementia. That's irreversible after a certain time, which they say is midlife. Hey, we're in the clear. We can eat whatever we want. We're already going to have dementia (coughs) from our poor diets. Yay. Sure. Yeah. Well, Here's, here's the, here's the upside to that. I thought that was the upside. Well, there's, here's another one. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I, I apologize. Um, here's another one. Um, remember the first time you had food, you know, fast food from a particular place, whatever your favorite place is, right? You know, or what the first time that you had a particular item there where you're like, oh my God, where have you been all my life? This is so wonderful. I'm going to come back and get you every day. Yeah, but yeah. it's never quite as good because now you're chasing the dragon and you're never sure. going to have that first hit yep. of the McRib or whatever I, it I, was. I know it. Heroin, well. yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> if you get dementia, dementia is, a, dementia is a broad category and Alzheimer's is a big part of it. And so you'll start forgetting having those first experiences. And so when you have Alzheimer's, every time you have a McRib, it'll be like the first time you ever had a McRib. 
if that's your thing, right? If that's the thing you love. So like you get to have that experience over and over and over. I love this theory. I hope you're correct. There's a, uh, um, what's this? Oh crap. Hold on. Let me find his name. (laughs) A comedian, Kurt, do you know him? Mike, do you know him? His last name is Jesselnik. Jesselnik. Uh, Anthony Jesselnik. Yes. Anthony Jesselnik. He's a really dark comedian. Yeah. Um, and his new special, like the promo piece that they have on there, he's, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to stretch it out quite as long as he says it. And I'm going to kind of paraphrase it, paraphrase it. But he says, you know, I live in an apartment and this old man um, lives next door to me and he has Alzheimer's. And every day at 9 a.m., he knocks on my door. And every day he asks me if I've seen his wife. This means that every day I have to tell this old man with, Alzheimer's that his wife died some time ago. I've considered moving. I've considered not answering the door. But to be honest, I do it just to see the <laughs> just to see the <laughs> smile on his face. <laughs> I almost boned the punchline. No, that's very similar to uh I don't know if any either of you are watching uh, Afterlife. From Ricky Gervais, um, I haven't. A depressing comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky Gervais does something that's like not life affirming. Okay, yeah. So his character is kind of uh, cynical. <laughs> yeah, has uh, Ricky Gervais doesn't do cynical. Come on, no. <laughs> He's depressed because his wife has died of cancer, and he has to. Uh, so you see, it's day by day. Every day he goes and visits his father. Who's Walter Frey, that actor? <laughs> <laughs> sure. In in the nursing home where he's there with dementia or Alzheimer's or something like that. And every day he goes to visit him, the dad asks him, Where's your wife? Where's so and so? And he has to explain to him that she's dead. What a great premise for a comedy. No, that's just not that's not the premise. That's just one of the things that that, that happens. Sure, sure. It's a good show. It's been renewed for oh, season two. Okay. So. Did they just did they just repeat the actual scenes? Did they, did they only film it one time? No, no, they're all <laughs> like they're all different. Like he's got he's got the different clothes on, clearly different clothes every day, and then but every time he goes to see the dad, he's wearing the same outfit because they just reused the shoot. <laughs> no, the the actual premise of the show is that uh, is that he doesn't see the point of living anymore, but he can't bring himself to kill himself because of his dog. And he promised his wife he'd take care of the dog. So he has decided that he's going to uh, say whatever he wants to everyone. Okay. And it and it frees him to be a dick. Wait, <laughs> okay. well, that, being that, a dick. That's good, though, I've because after, before. He, after he becomes less depressed and everything, then he stops stressing his dog out. <laughs> I'm sure his dog wasn't having a good time until he finally freed himself and started acting, you know, started having a better, a better time. According to a study. Yes. Yes. According to Kurt's study, the, the study that Kurt did. Yep. Yes. I did it. <laughs> well, this, uh, in, 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 in this fast food study, it says that, uh, quote, the damage done is pretty much irreversible once a person reaches midlife. So we urge everyone to eat healthy and get in shape as early as possible. Preferably in childhood, but certainly by early adulthood. We are in the clear, gentlemen. And to all of you people who are already middle-aged, good luck. Yeah, that's right. Go ahead and eat as much fast food as you want. Give me a finger.
giving you the finger. Here you go. Screw you. You're, you're, you're no, pushed. we've been freed. We've been freed to enjoy our fast food, which we will okay. soon forget that we've eaten. That's and true. we'll get true. that high again and we'll catch the dragon. I'll be able we'll to yeah, I'll be able, I'll be able to have that double decker taco over and over. Oh. And, over. <laughs> and when they when that, was, when that was introduced, that was one of those ones I was like, this is amazing. When they bring back the naked chicken chalupa again for a third time, it'll be like <laughs> the first time all over again. <laughs> oh, let's see what do we got? You remember we've talked about them here, the the um the car share vehicle, the car share uh services that some um manufacturers are doing where it's not a it's not ride share like uber or lyft but it's like literally they put a car like they park it in an authorized yeah. area and you can have an app and you can go and it'll you, you know they whatever however it's the whatever the magic is allows you then to unlock the car and start it and you zip, can use the car zip car is one of them i think zip yeah and then you can and car. then you can park it again in some sort of authorized place sure and then uh you know you you leave the car and lock it and leave it there and then somebody else uses it and it's just you just share it around um <clears throat> well um car to go the Merc, uh, which include which uh at, at the very least has mercedes involved so it's a little higher end offering yeah um yeah, well, a Seattle man took exception to a car-to-go Mercedes vehicle that was parked without permission at his duplex. Like in front so, of his house, basically. So, yeah, so he he uh, he he tried to contact car-to-go to get it moved because, like, this isn't an authorized spot. You're not supposed to put it here. Somebody parked and it when, in his driveway. And when they didn't move it, he built a fence around it. Huh? <laughs> now, it's, it's a makeshift fence. But it's a fence that would require a little bit of work uh-huh. to disassemble nonetheless. Oh, and also <laughs> if somebody comes on his property to disassemble his fence, they're uh they're uh vandalizing. They're trespassing and vandalizing his property. Yep. So all he has to do is put a security camera out there. Yeah, and so now he's asking Share Now, the company that operates Car to Go, to uh pay him <laughs> Five hundred drop five hundred dollars for quote harassment fees. Basically, this is the you know like this you know pain and suffering. I'm sure. taking this in a particular order for a reason. Okay, for the for the the, the harassment fees, three hundred dollars for the materials he used to build the fence. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and sixty five dollars a day in storage fees. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, sure, you can park it in my spot or on my driveway or whatever, but yeah, it's going to cost you because this is my property, right? And get one of your people over here to move this thing. Was there a resolution to this or is it, uh, is he, well, when, when this happened, I'm sure there's been a resolution since this is a little bit older. Um, there was no resolution at the time. How much, uh, how many $65 a day payments did he get, get from them on this? Uh, the article just, no, you know, no. leaves it at that. I don't know how it resolved after that. I, I, I suppose I could go looking for, um, uh, to find out the specifics of how it did resolve, if there is such a, uh, such a story, um, listeners, I'll leave that to you. That's your homework for next week. Nerdburger bringing you homework since two thousand thirteen. <laughs> we we've thrown Nerdburger challenges and stuff like out there since pretty early on. I don't think too many people have ever followed up mm, on anything. No, not, not too much because uh, our listeners are either um, really unmotivated to contact us, just inherently lazy. Or non-existent. Yeah. One of those. I, <laughs> I'm, or all of the above. Yeah. Or just A, B, and D, or just yeah. B, C, and D, or just A, B, and D. Um, 
I was doing uh, CEUs. Continuing education. Taking quizzes. So I have a a vehicle related story. Very quick Uh one here. Your vehicle? No, no, no. This is is more news. It's a South Carolina woman was driving drunk. So far, not news. And (laughs) will not be cited with a DUI because her vehicle of choice was... One of those scooters that uh, people just leave lying around that you can just app at, you know, the little evil scooters. No, yeah, I don't know. Kurt, uh, I have no idea. <laughs> a yard tractor. It was a Power Wheels electric toy truck. <laughs> and there's a f- little, kid, little kid electric car toy. Yeah, there's a photo of it here, parked on the shoulder of the two lane road with the double yellow line in the middle, and the cops cop car parked <laughs> behind it. And it's like it's very funny. Because <laughs> I know people have gotten pulled over for stuff like that on like. Well, we've had tractors, yard yeah. mowers, yeah, lawnmower you know, stuff like that. like that. That's like snowmobiles, you know. Yeah, I actually I learned that... recently that are some states, it's different state by state, that yeah. you can get pulled over for DUI while bicycling. Yeah. In Wisconsin, you can you can drunk bike, but in other states, you can't. <laughs> JD on Scrubs got uh, a DUI because he was pushing his scooter with the, uh, it, it wasn't turned on, but the keys were in the ignition so that he could listen to the little radio thing, and he was pushing his scooter and got stopped. <laughs> <laughs> that was a comedy TV show, so I don't know how that pulls up in uh, in state statutes. I know somebody and I don't know I think it happened in the state of New York, upstate New York, who was sitting in his car with the engine running so that he could have the heater on cuz it was the middle of winter. Right. But it was in park and he wasn't driving and he was just sitting waiting for somebody to come pick him up and he was drunk and he got a DUI. Sure. That's yep. the same in a parking deal. lot. But I wasn't driving, but the car was on. Is that mm-hmm. okay? So what's the yeah? What's the definition of you know operating a vehicle? Well, I guess I technically operated I was, the radio control and the I was heater control, sitting, or you know, whatever. Sitting in a running car that was parked in a parking lot, yeah, and I happened to be in the driver's seat. Oops. So would have it would it have been better if he'd gotten in the back seat or the passenger seat? Yeah. Well, make I mean, it really clear. I'm in the back seat. Right. There's no way I'm driving this unless I'm Hightower from Police Academy. Unless I'm Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> are specially made for me and I have to sit in the back seat. Yeah. That's it for my news. Do we want to go on to the new, the other news segment, Kurt? We can. Sure, we can go on to the other news segment. So I'm bringing you some small town news. We haven't done this in a few, t- a few uh, visits. We need a theme for small town news. Because <laughs> they still use Morse code in the small town. <laughs> we get like a teletype. <laughs> here, here in Deadwood, we got our first telephone. What? Oh, oh well, we'll, uh, we'll just go back with this then. <laughs> small town news. So I have a, the June 5th copy of the Peshtigo Times in front of me. Peshtigo Times, the weekly weekly paper from our hometown. How do you get a hold of that physically? I happened to be up north this last week, so I picked one up. There you go. And they're just just lying around everywhere like the onion used to be at UW-Milwaukee back before (laughs) the onion became what we know it today. Well, Mike, I drove up there and got one. 
Hey, everybody. Like you do. Hey, everybody. Think about that. Back back when The Onion started, we all love The Onion articles online, right? The Onion was a mm-hmm. physical newspaper. It was a small size newspaper, one of those little ones. And you could just find them strewn about everywhere. They yep. were just yep. dumped. Piles of them were dumped at, at, at Wisconsin universities. Because yep. that was their audience, was the college crowd. Was it only in Wisconsin? Um, well, it started I, in Madison. That's well, what that's I thought. It started. Yeah. So yeah. So like when I was in school, it was you know, like you couldn't, you couldn't like swing a dead cat in at UW Milwaukee without hitting a copy of the Onion. <laughs> they were everywhere. Why did you have a dead cat? <laughs> I was a very bad biology major. Isn't okay. <laughs> I think that I think that's an Onion headline: Man yeah. swings cat, dead cat finds all sorts of things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, that would that would be the one that would go on the pile in the writer's room for the onion and it would get weeded out um, like 90 percent of the time because that's how selective they are on their news articles and even their little one, you know, headline blurb jokes like they I've heard discussions, uh, interviews with writers who have worked for the onion where it's like people go in there and they they put 150 ideas on the board and they do four. Yeah. And now that there's the Internet, they do all of them. No, you just see all the old ones. On a yeah. weekly basis, they still don't do that many. Anyway, so I, I, I found two stories. They're both from the front page that really caught my attention. Oh, well, and, uh, can, can, we, can I ask you real quick? Is, is, is one of these stories the, the, the top headline? Is it the banner story? The, the, yes, one of the stories is the number one story for right, this week. It's not below the fold or anything silly like that. It's the, like, no, this is they're the both front page. Reason. One of them is the top story. One of them is below the fold, but not by much. Okay. It's not buried on D17. Nope. These are both A1. The paper yes, there is long. an A. There is a B section. <laughs> <laughs> Two sections, 24 pages. Volume 141, number 23. Wow, 141 years. Peshtigo Times has been in existence. That's basically since right after the Peshtigo fire. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. After they got, about right. After, after the town was resupplied with um, paper and other things that could burn. Yeah. <laughs> after everything in town made of wood burned yeah yeah well they had they, it was expensive back then because they had to import the paper from elsewhere because all the trees had burned down we need all paper right. from the other side of the state so one story is kind of a, a happy feel-good story oh. and the other one has more intrigue to it where should i start happy feel good happy feel good story all right a th- this is mind you this is front page news in the pressure uh-huh. of the time okay yeah, I, I know i know a 30-year employee of McDonald's in Marinette hung up her apron for the last time on Thursday, May 30th. <laughs> Betty Stadol of Marinette figures it's time to retire. Yes, this is front page news. Now, to be fair, there is something unique about it. She's been an employee of McDonald's in Marinette for 30 years, and she's retiring. What else is to the to the story that makes it worthy of the front page? It's nope. the only oh. McDonald's in a 200-mile radius? No, it's no. not that far. McDonald's <laughs> is Tell more, there's one across the river in Menominee, Michigan. <laughs> yeah. Um, geez, what would qualify? She was one of she was like the first employee hired when McDonald's came to town. That's actually probably pretty close, but because I remember it was when I was a kid in the eighties. But anyway, no, it's that she is ninety years old. <laughs> <laughs> she started at McDonald's when she, she was, was 60. sixty. Awesome. <laughs> she needed to get out of the house. 
Do yep. something. She retired from her her original job, and she, maybe the husband know, passed away. <laughs> yeah, she was she was just bored. She needed something to do. She was one of those people that just like couldn't. You know, she's she's a busy person. She wanted to she talk has to, to do people. something. Yeah, she worked the register at the McDonald's for thirty years my, so that my, she could she could chat with people and have a nice yeah. time. Both of uh, my mom's parents did that. They uh they had second jobs in in their retirement. My grandfather was a um security guard at the bank downtown and my grandmother was uh worked in the like she was the lunch lady at the elementary yeah. school yeah i believe it but yeah she's been working the the opening shift for almost all of those 30 years at 4 30 a.m each morning early riser well sure she has to get up early in order to be able to get home and have dinner at 3 30 and go to bed at five <laughs> yep <laughs> um now my question is did she do you know like it was it was it just to get out of the house and have something to do and you know whatever the reason was i find myself wondering other things too is like was this perhaps given where she lives and grew up and perhaps you know probably grew up might have been her first job it probably was her first job job. yeah she may very well have been you know a career mom given where you know living in small town wisconsin um and if it wasn't her first job, was it just because she missed making a crappy, oh, crappy, crappy wage? Like, because she's a woman. Um, so she decided, like, I'm going to, I, I'm going to go back into the workforce and I'm not going to get paid enough. So I might as well work at McDonald's. Yeah. Or she missed cooking for people. Oh, geez. Yeah. Well, she wasn't <laughs> cooking though. She was just taking orders. So she, right. She was, she was, she worked in the front, front line clerk. Yep. She was up front. And she didn't, she didn't actually make the food. You just um, like touching money. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. You know. 30 years and retired at 90. And there's a picture of her here. And she, I, I must say, she looks great for 90. If you just show me this picture, I guess she's 75. Listeners, <laughs> if, uh, listeners, if any of you have, if any of you live in a small town, really small town that has like a newspaper like this, and if you really, really can't stand your job, and you don't care if you burn a bridge leaving, could you do me a favor? Have your two-week notice be a news story in the local paper rather than <laughs> handing it to your boss? It's interesting you're saying that because it's time for story number two. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, this is the headline. This is the top line. Oh, by the way, this paper costs 75 cents. I should have mentioned that. It's gone sure. up in price to 75. It's no longer 50. <laughs> Members of Pound Village Board. Yes, there's a place in Wisconsin called Pound. Sure. <laughs> it's just south of Beaver. Oh, anyway. yeah, I remember now. <laughs> On the map, it says Pound Beaver. You know, if you read it the right way, it says Beaver Pound or Pound Beaver. Um, <laughs> yep. And also, Pound was in the headlines years and years ago for a Weight Watchers challenge for the entire town, where the town of Pound lost many pounds. Yep. Anyway, members of Pound Village uh, Board found a surprise waiting for them when they arrived for their regular monthly board meeting. <laughs> on Monday, June 3rd, longtime clerk slash treasurer, it's one position, um, Patricia Schutte was not there. Instead, waiting for them on the table in the meeting room was a letter of resignation from her, effective immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I was right. That's awesome. <laughs> I was so, pretty darn close. Here we go. In the letter, dated June 3rd, Schutte writes, to the Village of Pound taxpayers, it has been my pleasure and an honor to serve 
and to have served as your village clerk treasurer for the past 19 and a half years to the village board. I can no longer work for people that do not trust me, do not communicate with me and spread false accusations about me. Therefore, on June 3rd, 2019, effective immediately, I resign my position as village clerk treasurer and terminate my employment with the village of Pound. I submit this resignation with the same consideration that I've been given by this village board. Whoa! Nice. You know what? You know what the great part about this is? Is it's very possible because that's pretty damning, right? That's going to be like if you were one of these board members, would you leak this to the to the press? I'm guessing someone had one to be of there two to things is happening. Then, yeah. Somebody else who works in and about that 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 local government leaked this to the press because they are dissatisfied as well. Mm-hmm. Or this employee sent a copy of the letter to the newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> One or the other. Well, because, yeah, because this was literally two days before the print, the paper was printed. So, like, a Freedom of Information Act request wouldn't have turned around this fast. <laughs> you know, if someone got wind like this happened and someone from the Times put a request in, it would have yeah. taken at least a week or two to get the response. So, yeah, it's either a leak somebody, or somebody she sent a copy. To them. Or she sent a copy to someone. Um, but if, also if, on the I, table, I want to believe her... that I want to believe that she sent it. I want to believe that she was like, they're not, nobody's ever going to see this. I'm, I'm just going to give you giving these people the finger in a, in a, you know, closed room. So I'm going to send it to the newspaper too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love this here is that mo- the month end financial reports and minutes of the previous meeting were also on the table. <laughs> What's so this she... person's name? What's this person's name? What's her name? Yeah. Uh, Trish Shooty. Okay. I imagine Trish is like at this point like in california or florida or jamaica or something, <laughs> sitting on a beach sipping a corona with lime just big old grin on her face cabana boy bringing by uh hors d'oeuvres this is better want me to plate. keep going <laughs> yeah all board members were present, including village president, blah, 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 and all the trustees and so forth. The only <laughs> others present were a member of the press. So there you go. And oh, Shooty's husband, public works director, Kevin Shooty. Her husband still works for the city. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> What's their relationship like? Later so in the meeting, the board discussed the letter. Two, one of two options. <laughs> He's like incredibly embarrassed and perhaps angry. Over yeah. all of this, <laughs> or yeah. in a moment, he, of, he totally well, gets it and he's supportive, and he was just sitting in that room with a big smug grin. Well, on his face. Here's the thing. Here's, here's the thing, though. I so would like to think like, it's the smug grin version. You want to know how this got out? A member of the press was there, and Shooty's husband. They invited the press. She didn't show. He did. Yeah. Brought okay. So, right, they brought so he was in on it. So yeah, smug yeah. grin. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, late in the meeting after the board discussed the letter during the time for public comments since it had been not received in time to place it on the evening's agenda. Well, duh. <laughs> so, it, so, it became, so it became an a, a quote-unquote additional agenda item before closing. Yeah, there wasn't an agenda item for this, so they did it during public comment. <laughs> um, that's the only downside to it, is it should, have been on, it should have been the first item on the agenda so that they had to deal with it and then sit there really uncomfortably for the rest of the meeting. <laughs> After just being told that they're terrible at their jobs. With a, with a reporter in there. Furiously <laughs> scribbling notes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like, well, Craig, sorry, but Trish Shooty already stole your idea. 
That's okay. That's okay. There's, there's billions and billions of people in the world. There's lots of bad bosses. We can have more of this. <laughs> every small town can have this story. The, one person can do it in every single small town in, in the world. So there's your small town news. <laughs> awesome. Spectacular. Oh, so what's up? We... Um, Kevin question? Sure. Yeah, let's do Kevin question. All right, 111 question. 111. Yay, numbers all the same in a row. Yeah, that's a alliterative number. That's a number that's kind of special to me for a reason is I'm it, going to say. Is it possible that he's writing in binary and he and he really means like seven? <laughs> <laughs> well, last week was 110, so I well, either, that either was way. Six. <laughs> he, might have, he might have meant six, yeah. <laughs> he says, uh, when I book a doctor appointment for noon... They ask me to arrive 10 minutes early. Why not schedule me for 11.50 if that's when you want me there? My regular doctor, dentist, and eye doctor all do it. Is this just catering to the stupid people who can't show up on time? If you can't show up on time, you don't deserve to see a doctor. Maybe you'll value people's time next time. Thanks. (laughs) Why are you going to the doctor at lunchtime? (laughs) That's really inconsiderate. Maybe that doctor wants to have lunch. Do they even have noon appointments? Yeah. <laughs> I think this is made up. <laughs> um, <laughs> just finding that's my new that's my new thing with these questions is just find ways to k- criticize Kevin. Yeah. Um, well, let's say but, he scheduled it for eleven, and they said show up at ten fifty to get the lunch thing out of it. Yeah, I I don't know. Everybody does things a little different way. There's like, there's no, uh, there's no local ordinance or state statute that says it has to be done this way. You, I mean, a lot of people out there complain about overregulation of everything in the world. Like, do you really want to regulate to that level? Well, I don't know what doctors he's going to, cause I, I haven't experienced this in years where they say show up early unless it's like the first appointment and they want you to come early to fill out forms or whatever. Yeah, like that's usually what it when I when I hear the, you know, please show up early thing, it's usually because there's some sort of paperwork that specifically needs to be dealt with. And even if it's not your <coughs> excuse me, if it's not your first uh if it's not your first visit to doc, to the doctor or to whatever, dentist whoever, it could be like there could be something that has to be dealt with, you know. If if um, if I had a if I had somebody on the other end of the phone or whatever tell tell me to show up 10 minutes or 15 minutes early when scheduling an appointment, I'm going to get there early and assume they want me to do something. And if not, I'm going to be mad because I'm already going to be sitting there for an extra 20 or 30 minutes waiting for them to call me in because they're never on time. Yeah. And now you've had me come early to do nothing to just sit here and wait even longer. That's why you do your doctor's appointments as early as you possibly can. Yeah. That's my, that's been my thing. I do yeah. my doctor's what's, appointments as early in the day as I can. I always, yeah, I always ask them they're what's generally not behind at that point. What's the first appointment in the morning? Yep. Well, the first appointment on which day? And like, no, in general, like what's the first appointment? Over the course of the next month, what is the earliest appointment yeah. you have? I will be there on that day at that time. Or what, you know, when does the doctor get here? And what's the first appointment? Forget about what's available. What's the first when, appointment? When does the doctor usually arrive? And where, does, yeah. where is his parking space? Seven, <laughs> 7.30 a.m. Okay. When's the first 7.30 appointment available? in the coming weeks. That's my appointment. You better not be late. 
Um, yeah, so I don't know. I found it sounds to me like you've just got uh, there's some Kevin. It sounds like there's some dissociation in uh, the way things are being handled, and you might have to take all of those people that you have appointments with and just you know get them all and sit them all down in a room together and discuss the merits uh, of the various uh, uh, processes and and come to a common conclusion on you know consensus develop a consensus on what would be the proper way to do it. And that will make your life easier. Um, and, uh, you know, because people will take their, take time out of their busy day to make your life more convenient and easier. Wait, that doesn't sound right at all. Have you considered writing it in invoice for your wasted time? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. The guy in Seattle charged for the storage. <laughs> okay, it, it costs, it costs $50 to store my body in your waiting room for 15 minutes. <laughs> he, they can, uh, he can build a fence around himself in the waiting room. And that, you know, cause well, if just you make a fort with the furniture, if you complain, right, sure, yeah. with whatever materials are available. Yeah. Um, if you, uh, if you know, because if you complain about this, you know what you'll get from the reception person or or, or clerk or whoever, you know, nurse or whomever you talk to will be, well, it's our policy, blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And then you just pull a, you just pull a, you know, a Ron Swanson like maneuver on them where it's like, well, it's my policy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that I get, uh, um, you know, five dollars off my um, my copay fee for every five minutes that I have to be here early and do nothing. That's my policy. Well, I'm sorry, sir, but that. That's we, we just don't do things that way here. Nor do I. I've had a policy like that having <laughs> to do, do things with, your way. with cancellation of, a, of an appointment, too, I believe. Yeah. The episode. Somebody had it's my policy that, yeah. Wouldn't that be great if you could have like printed out? I'll have like a laminated thing that I could, you could take with you that just has a <laughs> list of all the policies. Like, this is how you deal with me. And you could just hand it out to people. It's like the, uh, it's like the head coaches thing uh, in the NFL. You know, it's double sided. Yeah. Like a big Waffle House menu, you know, like that hard uh, yeah, yeah, lamination yeah, yeah. plastic. And it's, and it's, it's really small, that, really small type. Full- and there's a bunch of color coded areas. Yeah. The kind that has the cut, the, the kind of folds built, built into it. So you can fold it up into your pocket. Sure. Yeah. And then you can just pop it out, whoop, you know, whip it and just, <laughs> it just flops open, you know, and just holds its shape. And then uh, it'd be like a rider. Like a bands have riders for for, for stuff. Like I, I'd love to have a Craig rider. <laughs> okay, how about how about this? If Let's you're going to have that. Craig at your event, an event is absolutely anything that Craig shows up to. Sure. Yeah. These are the things that are required. How about this? You have a twelve o'clock appointment at a doctor, and you have a rider. It says, uh, if if my I'm not seen by twelve o'clock, you have to supply me with a bowl of M and M's with the brown ones taken out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they didn't really want the M&Ms with the brown ones. I know. They just wanted to see that people read the rider. Yeah. If if the bowl was there with the brown M&Ms removed, they know that the people actually read read everything. So you could put something akin to that in there, sure. You could just put it in just like when I I arrive, like point number six, right? Like you put it right in the middle somewhere. Point number six out of like, you know, 15 points. Point number six is when I arrive, you must greet me. Ahoy, ahoy. You know, <laughs> so that way when you walk in the door and, the, and the, the stand is, <laughs> you sign your name in and then this, the receptionist looks at you and says, ahoy, ahoy, you know, everything's going to be kosher. <laughs> and that relieves your stress and your dog lives longer. There you go. It all comes back together. Agreed. <laughs> Let's hang on. gavel that in you bought a gavel from the gavel store no we had somebody gave us a gavel we've had a gavel since like 
I don't know, episode oh. 50 or so. <laughs> was that Larry? Did Larry give us the gavel? Larry gave us the gavel that broke almost immediately. It chipped. <laughs> <laughs> like the second time I used it, it chipped a little piece off. That's the only, and it, that's it's still the only damage on the on the gavel. He gave us the gavel yeah, and the key pain microphone. He gave us all sorts of stuff. Yeah, he's he's been very, he's he brought uh, Easter candy one time. Um, he's he's done the food blog with us a few times where he's, he's brought where stuff. He, yeah, he stops and at the drive through on the way here and. <laughs> He's brought a bunch of stuff. Yeah, he brought peeps for us. <laughs> we got it. We got Easter baskets, oh. candy in it one time. Larry, uh, was, that, was that last year or two years ago? Um, it wasn't this Easter. No, no, no. I feel like it was last year. Well, last like year I brought I brought peeps to the uh, to AndoCon. <laughs> That's right. To the After Dark. Yeah, because we 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 drank whiskey and ate peeps. Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> we're high class. Hey, it was good whiskey. <laughs> it was scotch. It was yeah, it's Glenn Levitt. Right, right. We had Glenn Levitt twelve or something like that, and then peeps. <laughs> we polished off that whole bottle. Peeps. Oh. <laughs> oh man. And, and, and Kurt's a Scotch guy, so it's like Glenn Levitt, which is, you know, Kurt, right. You're good with Glenn Levitt? Good Scotch? Yeah. Pretty pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. So like Kurt's like, oh Glenn, like Mike Kurt shows up for the next time we have, you know. He's in town and, and we have an episode and Kurt's actually in the studio and uh, he shows up and it's like, and there's, you know, um, tumblers with Glenn Levitt, like in the studio. And Kurt's like, all right, you guys really pulled out all the stops. Look at this top notch, really classy. And then Mike pulls out a big box. of <laughs> And not even the good, you know, yellow ones, like the blue ones that are, uh, you know, blue, <laughs> sour blue raspberry or whatever nasty flavor. I think those were the white ones, the mystery peeps. Yeah. Remember, remember when they did those? Those tasted awful. Yeah, and we also had uh, we also had the multi flavored uh, Kit Kats, like the Japanese Kit Kats. At that, when, with one yep. of it, the, we broke those up and had like strawberry Kit Kats and strawberry. Well, that and that, that I'm Kats. <laughs> that yeah, that went a little bit better with the <laughs> fancy scotch. All right, does that about do it? Sure. sure. Hurt. Thank you. No, thank you. No. Oh, no you're thank welcome. You. <laughs> um, where can they find us? Good question. They can find us oh, at <laughs> nerdburgershow.com, at nerdburgershow on the Twitters and the Facebook email us, nerdburgershow at gmail.com. And? And you can go to drivethroughrpg.com to buy game stuff. And if you want to read around the read about the game stuff too, you can go to nerdburgergames.com. And there's a Patreon for Nerdburger Craig. You can check that out. It's like a couple bucks, you know. Give me two dollars, and I'll two dollars. I'll make some free stuff for you. On the next episode of Nerdburger, Mike and Craig uh, have a discussion of some of those crazy, wacky sports that we've talked about. You know, we've talked about a few of these things like the giant pumpkin races and wife-carrying uh, wife races, but we're going to talk about a few others. Things like uh, chess boxing and shin kicking. I've got a whole list, and this is an honest-to-goodness preview of what's going to happen on the next episode. Okay. We'll have a shin-kicking good time. Yeah, well, I came across a story of like some weird sport that just had like some championship or something. I was like, <laughs> finally, we're gonna because we've done these a bunch of times, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna look up a whole bunch. We're gonna, we're gonna we'll, we'll talk about a bunch of stuff because there's a lot of weird competitions and sports out there. Cool.
This is going to be fun. We could probably do the whole episode on this. We could just riff on each one for five minutes. Awesome. I won't prepare at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How is that different? <laughs> uh, good point. Fair. <laughs> Who's our guest next week? <laughs> How's this going to go over with them? Oh, it's Michael. I'm sure he'd be on board. Yeah, he'll be fine. I'll tell him to not bother preparing. Anything. Oh. <laughs> All right. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.